if you are a fan of Brighton, Newcastle, Heck football in general, give it a listen. Big Dan Byrne on the podcast. Eddie Howe, what's he like as a manager? Playing in the Champions League against the likes of PSG, Dortmund, AC Milan. Just how good is Kylian Mbappe? Lewis Miley, 17 years old. He gives us the lowdown on him. That world famous Jason Tindall Twitter page, taking the mick out of him. Are the lads fully aware of this? He lets us know. And also, did Tonali actually go to Weatherspoons? Up the Foscast. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. Dan, got to start with the injury, mate. Um, First of all, what is it? How did you do it? And how are you getting on? Uh, So... Uh, crack three bones on my back oh. that sounds worse than it is to be fair though so you've got like your spine and then you've got these bones that come off called uh, traverse process bones I hope I've got that right by then um, I've just cracked straight through three of them so it's, like it's, it's something that like I go for those sort of headers all the time and fall but it's just one of those things like I just fell did you, what did you did you fall like did you land on the floor or did yeah. you land on your legs or what yeah and I clipped the back of Joe Linton and that sent us over and then I think I've like tried to put my hands out hitters and just when I've hit the bottom it's just did you know it. straight away you'd like, uh, I thought, wow, that's painful. Because like, like, I feel like I've got quite a high pain threshold. Like, I'll not go off for nothing because I want to play. But uh, look, and I was, as I went on, I kept getting a shooting pain. And then like, I remember the gaffer looked over and he was like, are you all right? And I was like, as if to say, like, I want to come off. And he was like, oh, he's all right. And I was like, oh. No, I'm not. <laughs> I only know I do it 20 minutes, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like, we managed to sort of get to halftime. Um, but I was in agony at halftime, like. And then obviously the manager knows that like, he knows your character. He knows what kind mm. of a guy you are. So he, if you say, "Mate, I'm struggling here," yeah. then he well, knows I you've done knows, something. Yeah. And Is then that, you're like, fearing, takes... fearing the worst, yeah. Yeah, I think like it takes a lot for me to go off. So like when I came off, I was hoping that it was just sort of bruising. Um, and then I had a scan the next morning and went into the doctor and he was like, "I'll just tell you straight, like it's, you've broke three bones, so it'll be <laughs> wow. six weeks, like max ten. So to be fair, when you, because um, I think we had this planned a few weeks ago, didn't we? And when um, yeah, Ben yeah. said, "Oh, Dan's had to reschedule, he's broke three bones in his back," and we were <laughs> like, "Yeah, that's a fair, that's a fair excuse." <laughs> no, I said that's selfish as heck. <laughs> like, we had a proper podcast. To be fair, you texted me, went, "Mate, listen, I'm a bit sore at the minute. I can't even sit still." Like, yeah, it was ridiculous. Was that, is that what it's like it when you bad, get home? Yeah. You can't move, you yeah. can't drive, nothing like that. And it was like hard. Like, I've got obviously two young kids and stuff as well, so they're like running round us, and I want to try and help out but I'm just sort of sat there just watching them but yeah like driving was agony even just like sat down I was in pain so the most comfortable I was in was walking about but there's only so much of that you can do really. and you started so, back doing a bit of training now a bit of running started back running uh, did a bit of ball work today and it, it feels good so a few weeks hopefully um, right we're going to crack on with the rest of the podcast in a second I definitely want to talk about this 
Champions League, oh, the whole Newcastle story. First of all, Tom, we've got a few thank yous to say, haven't we? Yeah, just big thanks to Ben Cleary and the team at Full Circle Brewery, my old colleague Ben. So um, they've kindly let us use the brewery to shoot the podcast today. It kindly supplied us with a few bevies as well. So massive shout out. We'll put a, a link to their website down below, but the the beers are belting, Ben. Yeah, would, you, um, would you agree? I would agree, mate. They're fantastic. <laughs> Obviously, Dan is not because he's a professional. Uh, but we are up in Geordie land. Uh, it's very cold. Uh, they've had a bit of snow, but it's lovely. Um, anyway, let's talk about... Um, I want to talk about this the, the Champions League journey that you've been on so far. Um, in particular, that PSG game, mate. Surely... Actually, you tell me in your own words, is this the biggest game in your career so far? Yeah, I think so. I think like the AC Milan game first, just to play it in a stadium like the San Siro and... Like the Champions League music comes on and stuff. It was what's that like? like is that goosebumps? Is it? But it happened really quick. So I went out there and I thought like I'd be stood there for ages listening to it. And as we we're coming out, it was on and then it was over so quickly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, just to play in that game and like get a result there. I know we didn't play as well as we would like, oh, but get a result. I thought like that's it. Like nothing can top that. That's yeah. like the pinnacle. And then uh, then the PSG game, even the build up to it, because I had like. Um, the lights above the ground and like everyone was talking about it. So the atmosphere was uh, electric and yeah, a great night. Get your goal as well. Yeah, which I don't get a lot. So it's one of the, like, I, I talk all the time that I don't score enough headers. Like I, I don't know what it is. It must be a timing thing, but for my size, I should get a lot more. Do you know what I mean? Like if you hang a ball in the box, like, I'd like to think you'll win most of them. I, yeah. I think I win most of them, but I think I'm not used to clearing it. <laughs> so it's a sort of, timing yeah, thing. It's then. A ti- it's, it must be a timing thing, but I'm, I am getting better. I feel like, the more we do it in training, I'm like starting to get in the areas that I, that I want to score in. But um, yeah, when that ball came in, it was just sort of like my eyes lit up. I was like, yeah. It was hung up there. And yeah, um, I need, we need to talk about the goal because we saw you celebrate. And the, is it a goal? Isn't it a goal? Yeah. Do you feel like you were robbed out of the celebration that you really yeah. wanted to do? Properly. Like as soon as I, as soon as I knew it was over the line because I like see Donna room, I didn't get there. And then I turned away to run. Um, but like offside flag went up straight away. I was like, oh, you're kidding me. But can't even jump the, in the crowd. No, like, and I would have been top off a lot. I would have been around the pitch. So yeah, it did kill us a bit. But I think even just sort of the the build up to it, anticipation, like the longer it went on, like I was like, oh, this could be a goal. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, like I was, to be honest, I was too tired at that stage of the game to do a full lap. So, so you're just buzzing. Stuff. Yeah. The thing is, they were checking, the VAR were checking first, I think. Did the ball go out? Yeah. Secondly, was it offside? Thirdly, was it a foul? Yeah. And then eventually, and then even then, because I'm buzzing for Donna Rummery, right? Yeah. I'm thinking, what Some a save. save. <laughs> Some save, yeah, yeah. Traitor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly, probably. I'm thinking, that's world class. What a save that yeah. is. But then eventually they give the goal. Yeah. And all you can do really is just stick your arms out and buzz, can't yeah. you? No, and like, it's a, like nice. You could like feel the roar of the crowd and then all the lads sort of jumping on you. W- was that a di- different atmosphere that night? Because I was watching from home, watching on the telly, and I'm thinking, yeah. I need to go to a Champions League game. Yeah. We Newcastle. spoke about it on a podcast, didn't we? And yeah. we said, like, you, you watch it and everyone knows how, like, special St. James yeah. is. But the nights like that, because you always hear it about, like, special nights at Anfield. Yeah, yeah. But obviously it's been so many years yeah. at, at St. James's. Yeah. But that must have been electrifying. Yeah, it was ridiculous. I mean, we've got, like, the atmosphere is amazing at St. James's Park anyway to, to play on that. And there's been, like, the odd games where you're like, wow, that was unbelievable. But, yeah, I think that, uh, that PSG game was sort of, different level it was crazy and I think we spoke about before when I was a kid I had a season ticket so I went to the last time that they were in the Champions League when we played Juventus and yeah. Feyenoord and Dynamo Kiev and that's what like made me like love Newcastle and love playing football so like walking up the hill you could see like the whole stadium was lit up and you could hear the crowd so to know that 
I've been on the other end of that, and there's probably kids doing that and like loved football from that moment. Like it's just sort of like special. That's lovely, man. And what um, talk, obviously playing against PSG. Talk mm. to me about playing against the likes of Mbappe. Like, yeah. is it before the game? Are you are you half nervous or are you just like no? He's just he's another footballer. He's a striker. He's just a bit quicker than most. But that's about it. Yeah, I think like as I'm getting older, I get like less nervous for games. Like big games, you now you can feel it. Obviously, I would play like the League Cup final. Like, that was yeah. a huge game for, for the club. So you do get nervous for those sort of games. But I feel like I always, because I always treat myself as the underdog, whoever I'm playing. Really? Like, yeah. it's just so like where it's like everyone's expecting him to rinse us anyway. So, yeah. like, it's just in my head that I want to prove. Is that honestly wrong. how you will? So, say, no matter who you're playing against, you will mm. think in that player's head, he thinks he's better than me. He can yeah, beat me. I and think so, so. That's where you kind of go, no, I'm going to back myself. Yeah, here. I think, like, if you look on paper, I, I, I might just tell myself this, this might not be true, but I'm saying on paper, the majority of the wingers that I come up with, I would say, you would say, yeah, he'd probably get the better of me. So I'll probably use that as like a bit of a chip on my shoulder and a bit yeah, of motivation yeah. just to like prove to myself that, yeah, like I can like handle the best, if you know what I mean. It was hard with Dembele because when we were doing work on him during the week um, and you were seeing him, he was like coming in on his left foot, like all left foot, and then like the next one he was like all right foot. And I was like, what foot is what, he? What and everyone was like, yeah. don't know, right, fantastic. What foot is so, he? I don't know if anyone knows. Like, just, he does both. Like, <laughs> chopping the lot. So, um, but no, I really enjoyed it. Like, I think it's like you want to, you play football to play against the best players. Yeah. And PSG, AC Milan, and Dortmund. Like, you couldn't ask for a better. <laughs> well, what's, I want to know that is this draw. So, yeah. like I say, the, the the teams that you just mentioned there, obviously Newcastle buzzing. They've, they've, they've finished in a great position last season. Mm. They're into the Champions League now. And then when it's draw day, yeah. are you all sitting there? Like, how do you all find out? Are you all sitting there watching? And yeah. then you go, oh. So they, they, they put something on at the club. So they had, um, they've got like a big indoor tent. And then they had loads of stuff on for the kids. They had like a restaurant came in and put food oh, on and then they all watched nice. it. That's good. So it was yeah. good. Like it yeah. was really good. So um like you could bring your families along and then they had the draw on and the draw takes forever. Like yeah. as you know, so I wasn't really paying attention and then like I saw like I think I can't remember where the first one was, but come to it and like I just everyone was buzzing. Like I think when you haven't played in the Champions League for that long and you don't know if you're ever gonna get that opportunity again, like I think to, you want to play at the best teams. You don't care. You no, don't, I don't care. care. Like, like you, the thought of going to play like at PSG or going to play at AC Milan or Dortmund. It's like it's why you want to play football. Um, not to be disrespectful to the other teams that are in the yeah, Champions sure, League, yeah, but you yeah. want to play against the best players. Um, best listen, teams. we've got loads more to talk about. Uh, I want to talk about quickly though. This is a bit of a. Um, I want to throw it back a little bit. You you actually got released from Newcastle when you were fifth. Was it thirteen? Yeah, or... probably younger. Maybe like. 10 or 11. Yeah. yeah. I just want to, uh, maybe for some of the younger listeners out there, mm. um, just sort of that journey really from getting released and it really knocking your confidence yeah. and thinking, wow, that's it. My, my dream as being a footballer has gone to turning it all around and then coming back to your boyhood club. Just sort of what did it take for you to sort of really look at yourself and go, no, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Well, I think it, like, I wasn't actually signed up for the academy that yeah. had a, so they had the academy and then I had a thing called the development yeah, centre. Yeah, so yeah. like local lads would go there to keep an eye on them. So, but once I was in that development centre, as a nine year old, I was like, I'm going to play for Newcastle. Yeah, like, that's the dream. Captain, yeah. Like score all the goals. But the reality is that it doesn't like the tiny percentage that actually get through is like ridiculous yeah. it's sort of minute so yeah like when i got the letter to say that you weren't going to be invited back like it was hard like as a 10 year old 11 year old kid to hear that like it, it is tough like knowing that you're going to school and everyone's going to to know that so i think it knocks your confidence i think just for a few years it i struggled like i wasn't getting in county teams really? I, wasn't, like, I wasn't even playing see that's what my I mean. sunday league you're team, talking so. about sort of like you're talking about a, a 
Premier League player scoring goals in Champions League and he can't even get in County yeah. League town, county teams yeah. as like, what, like 13, 14 yeah, and stuff 30 like points. that. I think I played in the whole of my school, I played for County in one year. Wow. So, but I think it's as well, I was a. Like I was tall when I was a kid, yeah. and then everyone sort of cut up, caught up was and shot away, and then I didn't like uh, go again till like 16, 17. So I think it's it was tough. Like I wasn't great. That's why I wasn't in Newcastle. The reality was, I, like, I probably should never have been there anyway. But um, I think it just like builds up resilience, and like, I just really love playing football and just wanted to keep doing it. I would play like futsal and five aside. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I was training like academy lads were anyway. I was out on the backfield or like training for a few different teams and doing it. So just sort of repetition and I think I've been very lucky with opportunities I was given you know what I mean but I always feel as if there's no luck in how I took them like right the way through like I've always do everything that I feel as hard I possibly for it, can yeah. if you know what I mean you so I feel as if I deserve to have been where I've been you've mentioned you mentioned earlier on about like almost having that underdog mentality yeah. and I've got a bit of a, a gripe really I guess with the media and and you look at players like Peter Crouch and like yourself mm. and I just think it's like an unfair like assumption that because you're probably unorthodox yeah. um, and don't fit the bill, do you think that's just automatically aimed at you? This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Probably, it's like a stereotype as well, because yeah. I didn't take that traditional academy route and I did something different that's like it might just be my opinion that might not be what it is but yeah I do think that there's you're probably not given maybe the credit for that I should probably be given but um I don't mind that because I said like it gives me that extra motivation like I always feel as if I'm proving people wrong like there's always new people coming into the club and people saying oh you'll probably not play or if we go at the next level we'll probably need to bring in someone else but I use that and every time I manage to keep playing or stay in the team then that's sort all. Of, it's something you hear, isn't it? Yeah. It is absolutely, and it tends to be the 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 lads that were there before the takeover, mm. Mm. or often than not, it's it's the local lads. Yeah. Like you 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 hear it about like um Matty Longstaff, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And they'll they'll say the same kind of thing. Oh, mm. but I think that's just a almost like you're a victim of the the circumstance, aren't they? Yeah. But it's, it's an easy easy target almost. Yeah. But it's all local lads. I think that anywhere at any club that the player like you always see that. The, they always bring those players in and it's easy to like say to them or oh, like sorry like if I leave you out or that sort of thing because it's just the easier thing to do yeah. when you're bringing in lads from all over the world and they're on however much amount of money it's just the easiest thing to do but um, I said like it, it just motivates me more to, to prove people wrong I never thought I'd be able to play this many games in the Premier League honestly and just managing to keep doing it and, and, and saying that people can't I think that you can't do it just pushes us This is where I think I remember when they were signing you and I remember just thinking, no, that's really sensible signing there. 
What I want from if I was to build my team, right? Genuinely, I'm building a team of good lads, mm. real hardworking good lads, mm. and that's why it strikes me that Eddie Howe is doing. Do you know what I mean he could he could go out easily, and you know he could go and replace you with a 60, yeah. 70 million pound yeah. defender. But also on the same token, you're not going to get that local lad, that that guy that wears his heart on his sleeve, mm. really good around the place, fantastic on the pitch, leader. And like I say, that's exactly what I think Eddie Howe has built in that Newcastle yeah. team. Yeah, and I think with the the signings that he did at the start, like Chris Wood, me. Trips is probably an yeah, exception. Yeah. Uh, Bruno, like, probably us as Jordy didn't know that much about Bruno, but yeah. now he's a club legend, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there were sort of like signings that needed to be done for, for the now. There was the signings that were probably going to keep you up. Um, and even when I signed, I, I still felt as if the reaction was is that I was probably more a stopgap signing. Yeah, where yeah, yeah. Like, I would keep it up, but then in the summer they would go out and um, bring someone in. So like I'm... Does that even that in itself make you go, no, I'm not having yeah, that. I'm yeah. going to work out Because I, I know when like, I get into a team, like, I have this all the time. Every time I move to a new club, like when I went to Brighton, I remember from Wigan, yeah. like, I was sent, took there as like third choice centre-half. And then after a few weeks, like lads were like, oh, like, you're actually better than I thought you were going to be. Oh, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and like a nice much. way, do you know when you like, I, I, like if I had a few drinks with the lads and they're all, I was like, honestly, like, I wasn't expecting you to be that good. Like. surprised me. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> but, a like, stereotype nice. though, isn't it? No, it is. It is, but I think when I was trying to come here, I was on the phone to the gaffer and management and saying like, I feel as if I can like contribute a lot, not just like on the pitch playing, but like off the pitch, like I feel like I've got really high standards and want to sort of drive that. So um, yeah, I'm just glad that I can, I've managed to, again, try and prove people wrong and stick in the teams. And, and talk to us then about actually signing for Newcastle. I want, I want to know, we 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 always try and do this with people that we get on the podcast. Is is that moment where you finally hear mm. you you get that news of Newcastle want to sign you? Yeah. Your agent rings you, or whoever it is. There's rumours. Yeah. When did you finally know that it was it was an offer? And it was like wow, it was wow. real. Yeah, it's yeah. Real. I had a few conversations because I think at that point every every player in the world was linked with yeah, Newcastle. Sure. Like, I think everyone was like, well, at this point we can take an opportunity. We'll speak to Newcastle, see if we can get there. Obviously, the the richest club in the world. Yeah. So. Um, so we'd, we'd spoke about it and they said they, they would get in touch and then I was in Dubai at the time so I remember that whole week like a family family's, holiday yeah family yeah, holiday yeah. so we'd been given uh, it must have been we're given a week I don't know if it was a national break or something so I was out there with a few of the Brighton lads and a few families and uh, I just spent the full time like walking up and down the promenade with my son just like, on the phone so like I was like speaking to my agent he was speaking to the chief exec at Brighton like saying like what could we do like how would it happen um, and then I was on the phone to like Graham Jones the on FaceTime because they were in Saudi at the time, yeah. Newcastle, just like trying to like like plead my case really, just yeah. saying that like, honestly like I think I can help loads. Um, like, then on the phone to the gaffer, so I got right the way up to the point on deadline day where I still didn't know if it was going to happen, and I was like, I'm not setting off from Brighton at Newcastle unless I know what's happening. It's a long old drive. It's a long drive to get halfway up and get taught to turn around. Yeah. You remember Peter Roddenwing, you did that, bro? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> unbelievable. That, you but, don't want to be yeah, that, do you? Never, never. So I thought, like, it's got to be happening. Um, but then when you get the sort of green light and just the drive up there, I uh, drove up with my agent and my wife. Um, and then me, like, mom and dad were there for the signing and it was, like, it was emotional. Like, yeah, it was are they really? still Are they still local? Still you, local, yeah, yeah. So uh, my mom lives, uh, like, Cramlington way, my dad lives up in uh, Gosforth. But um, just to have both them there to sort of share that because uh, they were the ones who took us around all over the place when I was a kid and come to watch us when I wasn't And, and how and nice stuff. is that when you get to make that phone call yeah. to, to your mum and dad yeah, and it's say, amazing. it's happening, we're yeah. doing it. It's still surreal, like, even when... It hadn't like when it was happening. It didn't feel real. Like, yeah. It took a while to like sink in that I was playing for Newcastle. Like when we were 
putting the shirt on to do the photos. I was like, it's mad. Black my top, how good that? St. James's Park, look at this. And what did you do that night when you, you signed? Did you have a little little glass of cement? Did you go out for dinner? What was... By the time I actually signed, it was late, and okay. it was deadline day, so the next day I was in. So, You're training, yeah. Season yeah, started so already. We were back in already, so it was... Uh, me and my wife just went back to the hotel, uh, had a beer or whatever, and then uh, just to sort of celebrate, and then back at it, and it was just a long build-up to getting that first game. And that, like I spoke before about not being nervous for games, but that first start against... Uh, Villa. Uh, uh, yeah, Villa. Yeah. I was like nervous. Like, really? We're hearing like coming out a local hero and like knowing like I had loads of family and friends at the game, obviously, and people I would have went to school with and people that like, knew that I was nervous. So once I had a touch, I was fine. But and I got a decent touch early on. So it's it good. Oh, I love this one, mate. Um, I need to I need to ask you a question, right? So are you aware or are the lads aware, yeah, of... There's a Twitter page, right? So your assistant manager, Jason Tindall, by all accounts, is a lovely bloke, by the way. I've heard he's a lovely bloke. There's a, there's a Twitter page, right, called, um, Tom, it's called Jason Tindall. Desperate to be centre of attention. <laughs> Desperate to be centre of attention, right? Are you and the lads aware of this Twitter page first? Not fully aware. Yeah. Fully aware. Yeah. <laughs> we looked at it on the way up, didn't yeah. we, Ben? It, it was, was, it was funny. We were pissing ourselves, yeah. right? So... Um, Basically, it's all shots or clips or videos or pictures of Jason Tindall, like at the front of pictures, yeah. like all like in front of everything <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. So is, it, is there some sort of substantiations to these claims or is it just like, it's just bad timing? On yeah, I think it's like, it's, it's, as well, I think uh, like, as footballers in football, we're quite um, like superstitious, aren't we? Yeah. So like all the photos, like, I'm behind them and I'm in the middle on all of them, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, you just end up tending to go at the same place and all the photos, but... <laughs> Um, he's yeah. laid out on the front of most <laughs> yeah of exactly and all of them and even like uh, I've seen a few where he was like shaking manager's hands before the gaffer and stuff but that's what they've just always done so, yeah like, yeah yeah so, we're talking after the game here by the yeah, way no, so I like remember. he's the first one to yeah, match yeah. everyone just because he stood there like that's how it's half killed him this season because you're not allowed to have two people standing up ah, in the technical yeah, area okay, so, yeah, yeah. which was probably brought in just because <laughs> we did it <laughs> just, <laughs> just so they couldn't do it but uh, yeah like he takes it well though he's, he's funny do the lads give him a bit yeah the lads give him a bit I'm saying we'll have like meetings probably like once a uh, twice a month, uh, twice a month through like spins meetings we do where it's like fines for the month or the lads will talk about a timeline and there's always like a few photos to like nice. sort of like make people laugh beforehand and there was a uh, like there was ones with, like JT on like every player's face and stuff like that. Like, it's class. It was I unreal, love so. that. That's yeah. absolutely brilliant. When you talk about um, mm. team meetings, mm. I'm right inside. I was reading earlier on that you're kind of part of the the leadership team yeah. and actually we Ben did um, a piece with Jurgen Klopp earlier on and he was talking about his team leaders and how they get together um, and what it entails what what does that involve for for like the Newcastle team yeah. leaders it's just like random stuff it could just be random stuff as well like you can do like sort of things with tickets if like people have problems with that or I remember the Champions League were wanting to sort out like maybe some different gear like tracksuits yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. but a lot of it's just like standards I think like you can like you know, you've been about before like the when things aren't going maybe too great. Like you can get maybe like little pockets of players that, that do things and that we, we're very lucky. We don't really have that, mm. but it's about like sort of having people who are in like sort of maybe different groups in there. Yeah. Um, who could sort of like spread the message and, and, and keep on top of it and um, like just push people really. Just about sort of housekeeping as well. Yeah. Kind of right. thing, like general rules, fines yeah. and stuff like that. Making like sure everybody's abiding by all them and all that. All the kind of shit that, doesn't need to bog you down so yeah. you just or bog the manager down yeah, yeah. exactly like, the manager and the captain as well i think it's hard like to have one captain of 25 players to 
to do all that because sometimes it's hard if you're trying to push something and it's just you by yourself it's, it's quite difficult but if you've got five lads all saying the same thing um to like different groups and, and doing it i think it sort of helps so we've got like a really good group i think Who, um, who's in the leadership group so it's me uh jamal Lascelles, yeah. obviously captain trips uh matty ritchie and callum wilson yeah so, yeah yeah um but that came in i think uh, Feddy fernandez left and then that asked me to come in so which is nice because then it's nice that like you you're seeing the player yeah, yeah, you, yeah, the, the yeah see yeah, it is yeah. that if you know what i mean so um yeah that's good and i think like it helps like you can sort of push each other and train if we feel that maybe it's a bit flat a day we'll just say like we need to get on the lads today like push it a bit ticket you know allocation I mean? as a local lad must be yeah. murder for you so i would say every game i get at least at least 20 tickets really yeah yeah so you get like you get given a certain amount and then i've got a box which is 10 so that's like all my family and then you gotta buy some more and as then well. you buy some more so like my dad's got a season ticket uh we've got like brother-in-law's got a season ticket my auntie's got a season ticket so like then you add them up and then you get like texts off people saying oh come and sort this and it's hard because like you don't want to say no to people but like getting tickets at the minute it's like gold dust, you know anyway I mean? yeah but it can it can bleed into i remember when you were playing ben it mm. can bleed into match days and everything yeah. can't it? Oh, i remember yeah. you having stress ben going like two or three hours before yeah, the game yeah. going i've managed to get one for him or yeah, you know exactly, yeah. it, it can be um you don't need it do you no, it sorted, to you, Rick. So. no um i want to talk about some of the newcastle players but i want to talk yeah. about eddie howe in a minute as well yeah. um and just what he's like as a manager blah 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 yeah. but there's a couple uh newcastle players i want to talk about and just how good they are really yeah. you mentioned him a minute ago um he, uh, he, Jimerez, how'd you say it yeah bruno Bruno. you don't say Grimmerez. the Gui. Gumerez. They say Jimenez, yeah. I'm sure. Bruno. 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 <laughs> That's all we're known by. Uh, yeah, class. I think, I've said it before, I think to play for the team that we've got, I'm not trying to say we're the best team by any stretch of the imagination, but you need to know your role within the team. Yeah. And the gaffer needs to be able to trust you. So I think it's hard for players to come in and play straight away. It takes a bit of time. You look at uh, like Anthony Gordon, for instance, Like he didn't, isn't the way he's playing now, he probably wasn't playing the back end of yeah. the last season, but he's had time to know what the gaffer wants to do so i think it was similar with bruno he didn't play straight away we had john joe in there he was like great at what he did and then um ever since he's come in he's just just one of them players that you can just give the ball to anywhere anywhere you know it's safe he's really good at like breaking up the play um always really fired up which i feel like all the south american lads are always yeah. like that anyway we've mm. got like joe linton we've got miggy um but yeah i think he's a he's a huge player for i know that there's a stat that we don't win whenever it doesn't play, but I, I don't think. I, obviously, he's a huge player for. Yeah. Um, it just happened that that just hasn't happened for some do reason. Do you know what yeah, I love? Do you, know you what? remember when Gareth Bale didn't win for twenty five exactly. games yeah, or something yeah, yeah. when That's he was Gareth a Spurs? Yeah, 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 but he didn't win. Yeah, I know. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I love it about uh, Bruno. He's the same as Anthony Gordon as well. Is the amount of times I see them do a sliding tackle, or yeah, they win yeah. a corner, or they win a throw in, yeah. and they're straight away, they're yeah, flowing yeah. the hands up. But the second those Newcastle fans see that, mate, yeah. the roar, it, isn't yeah. it? It is yeah. bonkers. That, they, they live for that kind Love of it, stuff. But I think that's what, because it's quite a working class city. Yeah. Like, I, I knew when I used to come and watch as a kid, they, they just want you to go out there and just give 100%. Mm. Like, if you like, win or lose, like, you've got to give 100%. That's the first force. And if you do that, that they'll be happy. Like, do you think? Do you think some of the some of the sort of foreign players that come over, obviously very talented players, mm. but do you think when they come over, it's kind of a almost a culture shock to them because when they see how hard the other Newcastle players are working, yeah. then they they sort of feed off the fans as well. Yeah. They're like, 
that's the minimum that's expected yeah, of me now. Exactly. They have to buy into it, yeah, don't definitely. they? Definitely. I think it's like it's obviously very different from what he would have had in, in other places. But it does. If you feed off each other, like the the fans when they're really loud, they push us on. Yeah. And then when we do stuff like you can like feel it, and it, it must be horrible to play yeah. against. Do you yeah. know, like when you're under the cosh a little bit and you just feel like the ball's like constantly coming. Well, you we're doing this podcast now, and um, Newcastle actually beat Manchester United on was it Saturday night? Man- yeah. Was it Saturday night? Yeah, Saturday night. Yeah, so it's Saturday night, but. The reason why Newcastle beat Man United is because they just outworked yeah. them. They outworked them from yeah. the very first minute to the end of the game, didn't they? Yeah, and that's just like the bare minimum that's expected. So like anyone who comes in, I feel like they know just from the way we're training. So what you see on a Saturday, a Tuesday, Wednesday, that's us every single day. So like it's everything that we're doing training is like 100%. Like you've got to be doing the press. Like when we get the ball, you do it. Like the patterns that we play, you'll see on a sat- Saturday but we practice them every single day, every really? single week. So like, it's not a, they don't, they're not just off the cuff not things. Flakes. Yeah, yeah, that's like some stuff that's <clears throat> And what about um, young Lewis Miley? Class. Talk, like, how impressive is this yeah, lad, by the way? What is this, 17 years yeah. old, right? And, and he's playing in Champions League matches, yeah. he's playing in Premier League matches, and he looks like he's been doing it all his life. Yeah, crazy. And even, he was training with us when he was 16, so sort of even... Might have been younger by the time it's I first bonkers, got here. isn't it? And he's just, it's so weird because you look at him and he's a kid. Like, yeah. that is a, it's a, like, he looks like a child. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Do you know, like, I'm looking at him, he's just such a nice lad. Like, and, uh, <laughs> is he a nice lad? Yeah, is he? So that's good, all man. that matters. I don't care from no, that that's As long as I know he's a good lad, I'm yeah. going to be rooting for him. Like, yeah, exactly. You've got like, lads who come through and you know, like, the, the know that they're yeah, good. Yeah, but he's yeah. just like, not bothered. Nothing phases him. Like, you'll sit, you can crack on with him as if he was like my age. Um, and just like, really happy for him. I think. His composure for a kid of that age. Like, I was pushing trolleys as that his age. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> were you genuinely? Yeah, genuinely, right? And he's he's a Champions League footballer. Do you know what I mean? I was like, I just, <laughs> head, mind is blown. Like, so uh, I'm just like really happy for him. Like, I think what, what's he like? Like, at 17 years old, like you say, mm-hmm. for for him stepping on the football pitch is probably the most normal thing in the world. Yeah. He's used to doing it, and it's probably what comes m- most normal yeah. to him. But what's he like with you lads? Like, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Because he must be a big Newcastle fan as well. Yeah. He must look up to you guys as absolute idols. Yeah. So what's he like in the changing rooms? Is he is he still a bit sort of shy and retiring? Or is he... pure autograph but do you know, do you know what I mean yeah, though? It's, because it's... can you imagine putting yourself in that situation? You yeah. would you would be shitting yourself, 100%. wouldn't you? So he's not he's not loud in like but he's not quiet. You can have a conversation with him, but he's not gonna be like laughing and crapping and joking on yeah. in and around it. But he just he picks stuff up so quickly. Like the way I've said it before, like to play on our team, you need to know your role, like mm. absolutely everything about your role and he, whatever position he plays, he picks it up really quickly. Like you can, when you're watching him on the pitch, like you can see that he knows what he's doing. Um, and just like his composure, the the areas he's picking the ball up um, for a 16 year old or 17 year old to have sort of that composure to do it, it's like amazing. Like, Phenomenal. And what about, um, I heard this the other day about Anthony Gordon that, he could declare for Scotland. If Anthony Gordon plays <laughs> for Scotland <laughs> before he Scotland. plays for England, I'm never watching there England no play again. Yeah, because no, he is unbelievable. So he's on, just yeah. getting better and better yeah, and yeah. better, right? Yeah, unbelievable. And I said, I think it took him a little while to get going, but the Euros for him in the summer, I think was huge. Yeah. Um, just he, he win best player there as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and when he came back pre-season, he was just so fit. Like You couldn't believe like how fast he was and sharp he was when we were just like come back off for holidays and stuff he'd so, been playing all summer that's yeah right. that's right because he'd been playing all summer um and i think that's given him an advantage and as i said he knows his role now um he's got a really good relationship with the crowd obviously mm. all the, the i read the other day he's got like, the most titles in our team which like surprise yeah. it doesn't surprise us when i think about it yeah. but that surprises us from a winger that that he does that so um 
It's, it's just a lad who's full of confidence. Do you know what? It's, it's good, sorry, it's quickly. It's good to see, though, because like, there was something that happened at the end of the season. He got a bit of a rocket up his ass, didn't yeah. he, from the manager, which it happens, you yeah, young kids kind of like, thing. But to come back the way he's done it, and the best way I can describe Anthony Gordon, and I love watching him. He's in my fancy Premier League team. Every, you are as well, by the way. Um, no, it's not. It's Sven. Sorry, it's Sven. Saying, yeah. I can't get him out now. He's yeah, injured. I've got, I've got trips in. Assists it's, for yeah, sorry, days. Yeah, yeah, but but Anthony Gordon, the best way I can describe him, right, is a rat. Yeah. He is a little Proper. rat, isn't yeah, yeah. he? But I want that rat in my yeah, team because he will work forwards and yeah. he'll work back yeah. and he'll smash people and he gets the crowd going. Yes. They're the kind of players that I think Newcastle are littered like with, you're saying, Like for a winger, he's like... Um, He's like a playground player oh, in the yeah, fact that he'll, yeah. he'll get stuck yeah. in, like yeah. properly stuck in, yeah, won't he? Exactly. And like you said, like for Newcastle, for the fans, oh, they see that. And it's a dream player, oh, isn't it? Amazing. Like just to play, like as I said, like even coming back and helping the fallback out. Like I think the more time that you play with him, you sort of build a relationship with him. You see the movements he does and, and how short it just makes it so much easier. You know, you you know what he's going to do before you're even picking the ball up. That sort of thing. Um, and yeah, he deserves all the praise he's getting. It can't be long before he's getting an England call. Nah, it sure. won't nah, be long. For sure. Imminent. Right, right let's sure. have a little bit of uh, Eddie Howe chat then. Mm. Because um, for me, again, I just, I don't think he gets the praise that he deserves. I really don't. There's there's a lot of people always, um, you know, talking about Klopp and Pep and mm. um, even even Emery, um, you know, gets a lot of kind of praise, don't they? But Eddie Howe, it's almost like, well, it's Newcastle, the richest club in the world. He should be doing this. But I disagree because I just think the players that he's bought in and the, the way they've got you playing is just, it's, 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 it's difficult to do. Yeah, definitely. I think, as I said, it was probably one of them at the start where you're wanting like these top huge name managers yeah. and you want these top huge name players but I think he was perfect for what like what we need and, and, and what we are and like the the amount of detail that he goes into even just the amount of time he spends at the training ground he's always on his laptop like, looking at clips and coming up with ideas and it's just all um so thorough that it's no fluke that what we've been doing over the last couple of years it's not just like We'll go out there and play. It's all like very, very detailed, and it sort of deserves. What what sort of manager is he? Is he a ranter, raver? Is he calm, no, he's, composed? He's, yeah, he's very, um, very sort of level-headed. He never, never gets too high after a win, and like when we're losing, he never gets too low. Like there's times when, yeah, you can flip it if he's yeah. not happy with what we're doing. But I think if you're, he's got a, he's got a philosophy of the way he wants to play, and if he can look at his team and say, yeah, that's my team, then that's all sort of ask for you know. and we've got to ask about when the lads come in like we said about like the foreign lads come mm. in like signing for a team in london's one thing right newcastle like for all intents and purposes it's a different country right yeah. in a good way yeah, it's yeah. brilliant up here i used yeah. to work a bit loud yeah. and um when you get players come in one it's very cold up yeah. here and there was a story about bruno T well, sorry not bruno Sandra, about T Sandra Sandra Tonali, yeah, yeah. wasn't there not that story yeah the one about you lot sending him to Weatherspoons when yeah. he wanted it. Tell me this is true. Tell us this is true. I want to tell you it's true, but it's genuinely not. Oh, no, yeah, it's genuinely on. not. It's, I don't know how it's happened. I don't know if it was someone he, he's known and he's just said, oh, I need to go to a restaurant. Because I, I'm pretty sure if you type in the area that he went in on TripAdvisor, Weatherspoons would be up near the top. <laughs> yeah. Just because it's like that many people will go to it. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite a classy Weatherspoons, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> But the fact that he's like it's rang up, the fact that he's rang up and booked the table was like, <laughs> like the lads were, were into. Because when he first came, like his English wasn't great, so yeah. it's quite hard to like you want to involve him in everything, but it's quite hard because you can't speak. Where he's like English now is unbelievable. Really, really? Yeah. quickly, unbelievable. Like, I was speaking to him the other day, and I was like, wow, like your English is a lot better than I thought it D was. Did like, they pick up on your like terminology and stuff? Like with because yeah. it, it's a thing, isn't it? Yeah, well, I feel like 
because I've played all over, I, I tend to slow down more when I speak to like people from down south because I know that they struggle with it. But uh, Paul Dummett, whenever they, honestly, whenever the foreign lads speak to Paul Dummett, I can just see them looking like. <laughs> Honestly, mate, I've got not a clue what you're saying. But, but I, I can understand him perfectly, obviously. I don't even think he's like, he sounds that quick, but he must speak so quickly that I can see he's like Sandro and Bruno looking at him like, honestly, dummy, I'm going to Mate, in, in a couple of years' time, if Bruno and Sandro start talking with a Geordie <laughs> twang on yeah. their English, it is going to be the you, best you've thing you've ever it. heard. Right, it's the funniest one I ever saw was, I think it was, um, it was Dietmar Hamann, like even now, right? You, the Scouse. You, and Newcastle, yeah. German Scouse, Newcastle, is, all it? rolled into one. Mate, and you Isaac go, Johnson, have you heard him talking? Yes. Who's the, the Newcastle? Uh, it's Isaac. Yeah. Oh my God! Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isaac People have from said London. This. Yeah, he's from. So I'm sure he's from London. But I think it's from like uh, shows they watch, like when yeah. they're growing up and stuff. Like they'll watch like stuff on Netflix top or whatever. Boy, that's, that's, yeah. Mate, it's <laughs> top boy. He was bravin everyone off and stuff. Yeah. But he's like, is it English? Is unbelievable. That there, Joe Linton was talking the other day about his son goes to school here, and he's. I think he was. I don't know if he was born here, but he like speaks. When Blue he speaks English, English, it's like with a with a Geordie accent. Like, so he was saying like, really kept saying like I and stuff for like yes and stuff, and he was making us laugh because obviously Joel Linton sounds like the most South American person you've ever heard. Do you know what I mean? Were you oh, at the you? club when Joel Linton? I think it would have probably been he would already been converted to a midfielder yeah. when you joined, would he? Mm, yeah, just just before I think there probably were three or four games before, yeah. but. Unbelievable. We, I mean, we've said, how does a player get to the, the age yeah. that he's at? And well, then they that, go, bought for 40 million as a striker. <laughs> and then he oh, got almost ridiculed, didn't he? For like, yeah, what, a year, year and a half kind of thing, not scoring any goals. And then now he's dropped oh, back into midfield. he's a world-class midfielder. He is a world-class well, midfielder. He said, well, I've spoken about this before. He was like, I was never a striker. Like, I've never, ever been a striker. But you were, he was bought and he was given the number nine. You know You're going to have so, to be a striker like, for a bit. Like, that's a, it's a lot of pressure being a number nine, but unbelievable. Like, I love Joe Linton. Like, if I could pick... Anyone to play on my team, I'd pick Joel Linton. Really? Why, so why is that? Good. Just like he's work great for a start. Like he's always just the most strong as anything. Like he's another one of them where, like if I've got the ball and I'm like struggling to find a pass, I just give it to Joel Linton because I know like, he just holds somebody else. Just keep yeah, you stay there, like and you'll just have the ball at his feet and he always finds his way out. Like I love Joel. How, how is it that these players do that? By the way, because there's been a few over the years. But is it is it do they stick their bum out genuinely? Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? Because yeah. it's not like they'll hold them off a bit, but they also have to have like a real solid yeah. base as well, don't they? Probably. I think it must be like just the positions that they're in constantly, especially like the lads from Brazil when they're playing. They're brought up on futsal and yeah, stuff. Like. It's yeah, all like yeah. really tight areas, isn't it? I think like I was speaking about this to someone the other day. I think like when I was a kid growing up, like you. Like, right, you're tall, you're a centre-half. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was just yeah, sort of you do goes. that and then yeah. that's just what happens. Whereas now... You play up front. Or... Yeah, exactly. So, like, oh, yeah, you can play on the wing. Like, you've got a little bit. Whereas now, I feel like the lads coming through are... Everyone's a very, very good footballer. And then your sort of, like, position gets chosen yeah, later yeah, as there. you get on. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Whereas like, in other countries, when, like, Spain have always done that. Germany have always been really good at France to some extent. Whereas we've, like, it's took a while for us to catch up. But you see now with our younger teams, like, the... 21s and the 19s while winning World Cups and Incredible, stuff like that. Like, it's only a matter of time. So I think it is just like a different upbringing in, in football. It probably. seems a British thing, doesn't it, Ben? You know, yeah. we've got young young lads that play mm. and it seems to be that even at 10, 11, that's where you play. Yeah, yeah. Is that what you've noticed yeah, as well? Yeah, for sure. You're mm. picked there and that's it. You stay there and yeah. it's as simple as that. Whereas, like I say, I think the, the way the, especially Brazilians do yeah. it, they just want to go and run around and play yeah. like absolutely Any, anywhere. Yeah, Goalies want to play yeah, out exactly, <laughs> yeah. in Brazil. Wait, don't we they? had um, Coventry goalie on Ben Wilson a few weeks ago. Yeah. 
He played outfield in a pre-season friendly. How wicked is that? That's awesome. That's you think so like good. keepers are doing that now? I feel like keepers, when you look at keepers, it's now more about how good they are with the feet yeah, rather yeah, than they yeah. can actually save a ball. Yeah. Like Which mad, brings like. me nicely, actually, onto my mate, our mate, Nick Pope. Yeah. Um, I just want to, even if Pope, you're watching, mate, I, I think I just want to say from me, mate, just get well soon, geez. Like, yeah, well, I've watched it. I don't know if people watch the Man United game. Obviously, he's, he's done something to his shoulder. It looks like it's going to be pretty bad. Um, but I just hate to see it, mate, because yeah. I love watching Nick Pope. Again, if I have to build a team, I'm putting Nick Pope in goal for. Yeah, it's, it's been amazing. Um, like just his just his presence behind you. Yeah. Like you just feel so confident. Like he's anytime the ball's over the top, he's always ready oh. there, ready to go. Like crosses Balls are into coming the box, in. crosses yeah. and that unbelievable yeah. and stuff. And like he doesn't get enough credit for what he can do on the ball yeah. as well. I don't know if that's another thing that was speaking before about like yeah. a tall guy. Like yeah, you don't expect yeah. him to be able to do it, but like he's still very very comfy. good with he's his golden, feet. Like, isn't he's comfortable. Yeah. He's absolutely fine. So um, yeah, he'll he'll be a big miss i know we've got very good keepers at the club with, yeah um the cover that we've got but yeah he's a huge miss and like horrible for him it's horrible seeing that as well like the for an injury like that from something out of nothing yeah so innocuous as well yeah get well popey um love you lots mate um i want to talk about some of the players you played against in the premier league this mm. year um in your book who has been who's been the standout player or standout players that you've gone for that was tough today um yeah, Asaka. I always. Oh really? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think he's uh, like very, very good. Like, just uh, the way that he can, because now like it's constant. You play against inverted wingers. Yeah. So like twenty years ago, you'd play against a right footer. Show him out that side. Yeah. Show him side. Yeah, and yeah, you, yeah. You'd cross it, but it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Whereas now you're playing against wingers who, if they're like, if you send him inside, yeah, like I'll come inside, I'll shoot, yeah. like or like right, I'll cover that. Yeah, it's fine. I'll take you down the line, and I can cross it anyway. So, um, yeah, I think. Uh, Saka's up there for me is like the most consistent, um, tough player to play against. Like when I've played against him, I feel like I've done all right against him quite a yeah. few times, but I get a lot of help from like my left side here and, and my winger to try. And, um, is that something that you sort of like prearrange for the game or during the game? I think or it's what? something that we've always done. Yeah. Like I feel like when I play against wingers now, it's more when I'm high up the pitch, I'll be as aggressive as I can and try and win the ball and do it. But when they're running at you in the, the final third, you're sort of like playing more percentage games. So I'm thinking, right, if I send them down the line here, me centre-halves know that there's a cross coming in. Like, I know that they're good in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas... And you've got Popey as well, I've got in Popey fairness. coming in. Yeah. So like, and then I'm thinking, right, but if I send him inside, he's probably going to play a one-two with Odegaard or... And you're turning around, twisting, turning. Like, or he's going to... He loves that one at the back post yeah. where like they get tapping at the back post. So... Um, like it's all like I think at the minute the game's always like it's like a game of chess you're like constantly like trying to work people out and like manoeuvring people and putting yourself in a position to sort of best do it love this man mate what about a player that you've played against that listen everyone you're going to be playing against in the Premier League is a good player right mm -hmm. but is there any player you've played against where you've surprised you at just how good they were um, I think off the top of my head the, the I love, I think Bernardo Silva is really, unbelievable. Yeah. Like, I play against him constantly and he rinses it constantly. And I still <laughs> think he's the best guy ever. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, he's just like such a nice guy when you're playing yeah, against him anyway. Yeah, yeah. But the amount of positions he can play and how clever he is, and he always seems to be relied upon. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're like, going to do like a triple press and then he'll come in, he'll still be pressing you. But when he's got the ball, he's, it's so hard to take the ball from him. So I think for. Someone who probably doesn't get the credit that yeah, it's that exactly do. what it is, isn't like it? You've got like you've got Grealish, you've got Doc big names, Foden, yeah, players Foden, like that, big names, like, and that, yeah, unbelievable. Uh, that I think he probably gets more credit. And, and Foden, by the way, now that you mention it, unbelievable player. Like the the way he can 
take a ball like first time yeah, past yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when he like he's 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 like drags yeah. it. It's like weird. Like the, you get there and you're like, oh, I'm quite comfortable here. And like you'll bring the ball from behind him round the front of you, and he's gone. And I'm thinking like that happened so quickly. I didn't even yeah didn't even say have it. time to react. Do you know Do what? Know? Like I've seen a few things of him actually where he's on the run and yeah. somebody plays a ball into him. And one of the most difficult things in the world that people don't appreciate is trying to take a ball mm. with a real nice touch yeah. when you're running yeah. and keeping it close to yeah. you as well. It's so easy to just let it go doom yeah, yeah. and zing off somewhere. Yeah. It's like he's got it on a little bit of string yeah. when he's running with it, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it? like perfect. Like it's like he doesn't even need to change his stride yeah. to, to yeah. play it. I think Asking like, for a penalty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is like anything at the minute seems to be a penalty so it's yeah, tough yeah, as it yeah. is so um but i think just city anyway in general like all of the players are like that like they always take like the touch that they need to take or hit the pass that they need to pass like. um quick bit of var chat um i do this with everybody as well um <coughs> you played without var you mm. played with var if somebody said to you tomorrow do you want to keep it or do you want to get rid of it what are you doing a completely personal opinion, nothing to do with the club, bin it completely. Yeah, it's, like, it's amazing. <laughs> this everybody we ask says yeah. the same thing. No, I think it's, it's incredible. It's like, it's such a I understand why it was brought in, but it's getting to the point where it's like keep the things that are black and white. So, like goal line technology, yeah. class, cool. yeah. like, love it, absolutely fine. Offsides, like you get a tiny percent that are subjective, yeah, yeah, but the majority, like even if they get the semi automated offsides in, but I think now it's like. They're trying like, to do it for everything opinion, now. And I everything. feel bad. Like I genuinely feel bad for the referees. Yeah. Like it's like I'd hate to be a referee. Like because you're making a decision, and it doesn't matter if you make a decision or not because someone's checking it already. And I feel like we need to give them more power back where they've got because we've got good referees. Yeah. Like, human error, mate. I'll take human error. I yeah, will. I'll take it. I'll take human error. So all what used to happen was is that you'd see something, they'd make a bad mistake, and then they'd show after the game, and you'd see their angles. You know, yeah. they used to show like their eye line, and you think like. It's hard. It's like, tough yeah, for like, him, yeah, like I'm raging, but like, what can they do? You but can now, it. you look at it and you're watching it and you think, right, like, yeah, that cannot be a penalty. <laughs> and and then the ball got it. Yeah, but side. it's football, isn't it? Like they've got it in different sports. It's, yeah. it's, you know, yeah, but NFL, them different rugby, sports are easier tennis. for it to implement. Football, it is. There's too many variables in football. Yeah, it's too fast. Yeah. There's too many yeah. little movements. It's, yeah, and it's subjective. It's subjective. And I think as well, like the. What I was just about to mention before, like in the box as a defender now, like it's impossible. Yeah. Like, you, You've got to think of your arms, your yeah, hands, yeah, your, your body, like, yeah, everything. Like natural, like what is a natural yeah. arm position? Even jumping, yeah. jumping up like, to try and header. Yeah. With, you keep to your, your arms, arms down. to jump, don't like, you, right? Like chop my arms off. Like that's the only thing that you can do. And even like as a winger now, as soon as I get in the box, I'm buzzing because I'm thinking, I've, even if I go down here yeah. and I'm not being touched, even if he's touched me shin, I watched um, Manu Arsenal. Remember when Van Nistelrooy hits the bar? Yeah. And it all kicks off yeah. and like yeah, and jumps in his face. Class. Yeah. Like yeah. tackles were flying in, like Quinton <laughs> Fortune smashed Vieira, right? Yeah. And Vieira got up as if nothing had yeah, it's happened. Cool. And I it's was fine. Like, red card, hundred percent red card. <laughs> yeah. But like that's why I loved football. Yeah, like I loved that too. side yeah. of it. And like it just I feel like it's we're getting close to the point now where Non -contact. We're going in the wrong, yeah, it's non-contact. We're going in the wrong direction, yeah. and it's a bad move for football. Yeah, I think um, I, I I heard some on the radio a few weeks ago where the PGMOL or whatever they are said footballers have been asked and they want to keep it. And I'm thinking, no, everybody we've asked, literally every footballer I've ever spoke to has always yeah. said, get rid of it. Yeah. And plus, if you can score a goal against PSG in the Champions League, you don't get to yeah. freaking celebrate it, yeah. right? It's a disgrace. But that, yeah. and on another day, that might not have been a goal. 
Nah, yeah, but, but it, it would have been offside, so it would have been yeah. checked and it was onside. <laughs> yeah. so I've, I've actually thought about this. I thought, if I come on and say I hate VAR, does that take me PSG goal away? But <laughs> yeah. It would only been turned for VAR, so uh, for offside, so I still would have got Yeah, the yeah. offside was absolutely fine. Um, world class, I think we're... We've, we've got, got a few quick fires, we've got quick we? fires. Yeah. We've got some... Right. Um, we, I think it was Nick Pope. It's just popped in my head, come on. right? Where we asked Nick Pope, the player you'd most like to have on your team in a quiz... Oh. And I'm pretty sure he said... I think he did say really? He said, I think it was either you or Sven Botman. Yeah, it, was, it might have been Sven. I, I keep getting... And, oh. and the reason was because he once saw them reading a book. Yeah, it's going to be me then. There's no... Oh, honestly, you, I've go, not yeah. seen Sven read a book. Like, and I'm not picking Sven to be on my quiz team. So who would you, in your, in your Newcastle squad, most like to be on your team in a general knowledge quiz? Oh, general knowledge. Wow. Slim yeah. pickings, yeah, like... <laughs> Uh, me and Pope, we were on a quiz team like in pre-season and we didn't win, which was like... Who won idea. that then? Uh, that was staff. like, it was between like staffs or all yeah, around the club, yeah, yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. like the older heads... You get some clever coaching staff, so, to be fair, don't you? Like football-wise, Mark Gillespie's ridiculous. Like Really? Yeah, like as in like plucking names out of nowhere for for crazy questions. He, he's very good, but Pope is good as well. I think like go on the goalies. Yeah, the 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 cats seem to be the cats. Be quite the kittens. Good, like, the cats the and the kittens. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. uh, and then on the opposite side of that, who do you not want in your quiz team? <laughs> <laughs> Take uh, your pick, basically. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go, Joe Willock. Sorry, mate. But, oh, sorry, Joe. But yeah, sorry, yeah, great for other things, but I'm not backing you in it. Uh, <laughs> in a general but you're a good lad, though, honestly, Joe. You're a good yeah, lad, great lad, honestly. Great lad, some player. <laughs> uh, what is your bucket list sporting event? Uh, I'm a big NFL fan, so ah, okay. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Yeah. So I'm desperate. Yeah, once it's like once I've retired, I'd love to to go somewhere. I want it to be somewhere hot, though. I'm not going to like Green Bay. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. I've seen. I was literally about to say, would you want to do one one of the snowy ones, or yeah, do you want to no. do one of those real nice warm like, ones? Yeah, like you say, like beer hats. Yeah, we've got like Vegas as uh, yes. Rare's new stadiums there, and yeah, like the yeah. LA stadium looks a joke. You're so big, I love you're big into the NFL then, yeah? Yeah, yeah I've been. Like, I play in a fantasy league and everything, so me and my oh, mates wow. are quite into oh, it. Oh, so, proper fan then, yeah. So like, I'm a Steelers fan, so I started watching when they won the Super Bowl. Pittsburgh, is that, yeah? Pittsburgh, yeah. yeah, yeah so, um, football idol growing up? Cheerer. Oh, I know it's like cliche to say. Like, but, who else? Yeah, but it was if like, you're a that was, fan. like, as a, anyone in my generation, it was just cheer. It was like the hero, like who you want it to be. You want it to be the number nine for Newcastle, the captain, scoring all the goals. So I remember like, I've said before the first time I met him was horrific. Like, Nervous. so bad. Honestly, like, just did not, like, I don't get starstruck. I don't feel like I get starstruck anyway. Like, I'm quite comfortable, but. Um, Elliot, uh, Elliot's dad, Rob. Yeah. Um, Lee. Ollie, yeah, way, yeah, Rob Lee, yeah. So, like, Ollie, uh, I play with his brother, Ollie, and um, he had an engagement party. So, it was at uh, Rob's house, and Shira was there. So, like, I clocked him as soon as I went in. And then uh, I was speaking to Rob, and he come over, and he said something to us, and I, like, said it, and then, like, blank, like, nothing. Like, do you know when, like, you feel like you're just going to get a bit awkward? Like, <laughs> I was like, well, just say something, like, just say something, and then, like, I saw my wife look at us and she could see that I didn't have a clue. So she yeah, came over and like, yeah, so she came over and she's chatty. So she started cracking on straight Failed away. Failed you out. Gutted. Gutted. And then obviously I've met him a few times now and it's sound, but like, I was like, if that's the one time I've met Alan Shearer and that's how I've done it, he must be thinking, wow, it's a bit weird. Those first times but... count, you know, they, they leave a yeah, lasting a impression. impression. You know? yeah, he, true, he thinks yeah. something about you. Yeah, he might, he might. So he might not have thought it was as awkward, but I was dying inside, like I was sweating. I love that. We've got um, a couple more, haven't we, Ben? Yeah. Uh, have you got any secret talents? Um, 
That's a no. No, no. Not right, not right off, no. Right, this is a good question. Go you might have to think about this one. Uh, if you could live a day in the life of any person ever in the history of ever, who would it be and what? why? A, a day in the life of anybody ever, who oh, would it be? You could be sports, but it could be a question. president, it could be an anything. Well, that's a tough question. You went rogue on that, Fozzie. You I said know. Donald Trump, didn't I mean, you? I, I think I think that'd be good. I want to know. I want to know Area Fifty One secrets. I want to yeah, know about I aliens. Mean, yeah, I want to know about all the states. Like one. big big things that have gone on that have everything been else under the carpet. But... Yeah, I don't think you can go far from that. If I was going to pick sportsman, I'd want to be like. Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Yeah, right. There was one where they were like 24 points down at half time or something and then come back and, and win it. And I hate the Patriots. So like I'd, like Tom Brady was the enemy, but like knowing that he is that level of sportsman, like it would be great at doing that. Mate, that's your lot. Fantastic. Thank um, you very much. Thank you. Thank so you. Much. Seriously, Dan, absolutely world class. Um, good luck in your recovery. Thank we you. can't wait to get you, you back on the pitch, mate. Thank you very much. Yeah, cheers for having us on. Appreciate the Fozcast. 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 Thanks everybody for watching. We hope you enjoyed the latest episode of the Fozcast. Don't forget to give us a follow on Spotify. Up the Fozcast. Fozcast.